You are now listening to Danny's Daily Dose Podcast. Darling, hi. Hello, darlings. Hi, and welcome back. So, today we are going to be touching on a topic that, for me, it is something I've been really wanting to touch on, but I have been holding back. And the reason why I've been holding back is because the topic is toxic parenting. We always talk about toxic relationships, toxic work environments, toxic friendships. We never talk about the toxic parent, you know, mother-daughter, father-son, mother-son, father-daughter relationships. And I've been holding back. One of the reasons why I've been holding back is because if you know, you know, I don't have any children yet. And I feel like a lot of people are going to say, well, how dare you speak on toxic parenting and you're not a parent. I've been around for 32 years. I've seen a lot of things. I've heard a lot of stories. Um, Things that I'm going to be touching on have not directly happened to me, but I've bared witness to it. Or, you know, you just, we've all been a part of that conversation of, oh, well, my mom used to do this and my dad used to do that. A lot of these things have not happened to me. So... What I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be touching and speaking on toxic parenting and I'm going to really be highlighting in the black community. Why am I touching on the black community? I'm a black woman. I can't speak on, I can't really speak on any other race in depth, but I can speak on mine and my culture and how we do things. So let's just jump right into it, shall we? Toxic parenting. Now. I am 32 years old. I have heard stories that range from my mom back in the day used to disconnect the plug from the iron and beat my ass to my parents. If I didn't clean the kitchen or whatever, they would throw water on me and things like that. I have seen parents outright beat their child in the store because their kid was just being a regular two-year-old. I've seen a lot. And anybody who truly knows me on a personal level can tell you I really don't. It does something to me when I see a parent yell or scream or use vulgar language with their child. Like, I can understand popping them in the hand, popping them in the mouth. Cool. That, like, even though it's not 100% cool with me, I get it. You know, just a little pop, a little tap. But, like, outright closing your hand to your kid, squaring up with your child... I really have a deep-rooted problem with that. Now, here's where my problems come in with us, my my community as a black person in the black community. Okay, so your son or daughter leaves a spoon or a knife or whatever in the sink. At 8 p.m., they go to bed. It is now 2 a.m. You decide that you're going to take a bucket of water, cold water at that, douse your two, your seven, eight, ten-year-old kid in bed at 2 a.m., shock their system, wake them up, force them to go clean the kitchen when it was just a spoon or something really small that you yourself could have taken care of and left it for the next day. And then tell them to take their little ass to bed. Cool, so now you have a wet child, a shocked child who is now going to have trouble going back to sleep. They now have to change their sheets because their sheets are soaked wet. They have to possibly change their blanket because their blanket is soaking wet. They have to change their pajamas. Their mattress is wet. And you 
decided to do that and now you're going to get upset at them the next morning and wonder why it's such a struggle for them to get up for school at 5 or 6 a.m. and why they're moving slow and why they're so tired. You soaked your child at 2 a.m. Oh, how quickly we forget. Things like that. Or, you know, you drop something. Like, I know parents have this thing where they'll kind of treat their kid like a slave or in a sense. Or like a little indentured servant. Like, you'll drop something. Say, yo, pick that up for me. Even though you dropped it. And then if your kid, like, says to you, why did I pick it up? You dropped it. They are asking a legitimate question. Because when the shoe's on the other foot and your kid drops something, they say, mommy, can you pick it up? You pick it up. You, you body works. Your hands work. I'm not saying we got to treat kids like many adults, but in a sense, the same basic respects that we want as an adult, we have, I feel we should, we should grant them to our kids for the simple reason they're going to grow up. They're going to remember all the things and the ways that we treated them. So now when you're 85, and your body's breaking down on you and you need to go to a nursing home but you can't really afford a nursing home because Medicaid, Medicare, whichever one it is is not paying for it and your retirement and your pension is not really kicking like it, it's not giving what you thought it was going to give and now you gotta call <coughs> Keisha and you expect Keisha to take care of you nah ma, remember all them times you used to wake me up to 3, 4 o'clock in the morning because I was swooning the sink nah you can go to Little Shady Pines. You'll be fine. You'll be alright. You'll live. You live a long life. You're 85. You'll be fine. We have to remember that they remember all of these things. The same basic decencies and kindnesses that you want as an adult. You have to remember that at a certain point in time, your kid is not going to be a kid. They're going to be a full-blown, grown adult. If you keep telling your kid that they ain't shit and they're never going to amount to anything... But then they actually do. And I'm not just speaking MBA or ha what have you. They become a doctor. They become something of like upper echelon. And then they don't take care of you. Why should they? You told them they were never going to amount to anything. They, in spite of you, did. And you think you get to reap the benefits of that? You didn't tend to the tree, but you want to eat the fruit? Make it make sense. Because, frankly, it doesn't. Okay? So, <clears throat> um, also, to all you young mothers who you, through the twist of fate and however life worked out for you, you decided to get pregnant at 13 and 14. And now your child is 14. So that's what, if you had a kid at 14, that makes you 28. So now you feel that your 14-year-old is old enough to take care of your other two kids that you had after your 14-year-old because you didn't really learn your lesson. Um, and now you teach your 14 year old how to run the house so you can go out and live your best life because you have a life to live. No, baby. I'm sorry to tell you this, but you decided, you gave up your childhood in a sense when you had a baby at 14 and you further dug a digger up, you further dug a deeper hole when you decided to have another one at 17 and then another one at 19. You are supposed to let your 14-year-old be a 14-year-old. Because let's think about this. You Aren't you now just setting the way for your 14-year-old to have a baby at 14 like you did? Because you're leaving them at home by themselves at night while you go to the club? 
Now you have a 14 year old that doesn't live the life of a 14 year old. They are forced to grow up. So now their inner child is now stifled and stuffed deep within because they have to make sure that their little brother and sister is doing good. These are, but now when they're 24 and they're out of the house and they go buck wild and they never want to hang out with you and y'all are forever clashing, it's because she no longer sees you as her mother. She sees you as, in a sense, she sees you as the equal. She sees you as competition. These are the things that we don't take into account. You can't guilt trip your kids either. When you are raising your child, I want to say up until the age of 18, legally, you are in charge of your kid or children. So sending them to school, making sure that they have food in their belly, making sure that they have clothes and, you know, um, a roof over their head and things like that. That is literally basic needs that you are, as a parent, legally supposed to provide. So now when your kid is 23 and 33 and all these other ages and you need something from them, like let's just say you need like $1,000 or what have you, or you need somebody to take you to your surgery or to watch over you and you call your kids and they say, Ma, I can't do it right now, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh my gosh, what? All the things I've done for you? I taught you how to read. I taught you how to write. I taught you how to wash your little scrawny ass. And they start to go down this list. Baby Cakes, you were supposed to. Congratulations on doing the basic things that you're supposed to do as a parent. Don't guilt trip your kids. Because the more that you guilt trip your kids, it's going to go one or two ways. Either A, they're going to be like, oh well, sucks to be you. Or they're going to help you. But the whole entire time that they're helping you, they are building up like this disdain and detesting you. And they hate you. Because it's like... I could have been to Miami this week, but no, I had to go cancel my whole entire trip to help you because you had something lodged in your throat and now you all of a sudden need somebody to text for you. At least something really stupid. You feel what I'm saying? We have to learn and remember who, how it was when we were kids and our parents did crappy things to us. And instead of passing it on to the next generation, we are supposed to break the chain. If the buck is supposed to stop with us. Like, I know that a lot of times, a lot of Instagram stories and Facebook stories have been showing, like, you know, soft parenting or calm parenting. And it's like, instead of when your kid is crying and having a temper tantrum, instead of beating them up and spanking them and saying, oh, stop that crying before I give you something to cry about. There's this new technique that a lot of parents have been doing where they breathe with their child and they'll do breathing techniques and they try to meditate and calm their child down. And it's like, okay, sweetie, what is wrong? They talk to their children. They listen to their children. I feel like my generation, the last of the 80s babies or what have you, and a couple of more of us like in the 90s, I'll say between like 85 and 95, I feel like we're getting, we're getting ready to produce the greatest most mentally stable and spiritually healthy round of children because we remember what happened when we were kids and we are working our patooties off to heal the generational curses to heal and break the generational cycles because enough is really enough like the fact that I go to work and I deal with so many just wounded 
souls and dark energies and people that are just straight up hurting. And it's not that it's their hurt initially. It's yes, they are hurt as an individual, but they are also carrying the hurt of their mom and their dad and their uncles and their nephews. Speaking of moms and dads and sons, I totally didn't even realize I almost I gotta touch on this. We need to stop treating our daughters like indentured servants and our sons like kings. Meaning, we need to stop with this whole, oh, when my son hit 18, he was still allowed to stay here. He can stay here as long as he wants to. He can get comfortable, whatever, whatever. But our daughters, as soon as they hit 18, they need to have a full-time job and get the fuck out. It should be fair. You should not kick your child out just because they hit a certain age. Is your child financially stable? Is your child secure? Is your child mentally prepared and secure? Like, why are we kicking our kids out? Why? As a community, I can't speak on no other community. My people, black folks, people, family, why are we doing that? Why are we kicking our children out onto the street completely unprepared for the life out there? Why are we making it where our daughters have to know how to cook, clean, take care of a house up and down, top and bottom, inside out? But yet we are mass producing our black kings, our sons, to go out into the street and they can't even make a pot of fucking rice. But yet we are producing them and putting them out there for a woman, regardless of race, for a woman to pick up where we left off and become his fucking surrogate mother. Please explain that to me. Because I don't. it needs to make sense. And it's really kind of, it's not even irritating. It pisses me off. Because I am supposed to know how to cook, clean, take care of a house, and go to work. I'm supposed to know how to do all of that. But yet, you are passing the buck to me to take care of your little ignorant ass, shitty ass son. Who the most he knows how to do is play video games all day, roll a blunt, possibly make an ego, and that's stretch. But yet, I gotta take care of him. He don't wanna do no laundry. He don't wanna take the garbage out. He can barely get my car, my car, my car together. Mind you, my car that when I go to work, he drops me off for work and my shit. But don't never bring it back with no gas. Like, please make it make sense. I need us as a community, I need parents in general, I need y'all to do better. Stop mass producing these lazy ass men and these extremely feminine, femininely masculine ass daughters. That's what I need y'all to do. Stop pushing your daughters to be extremely masculine and independent and do for themselves. Don't get me wrong. Yes, it is all well and good to have some level of independence for when you leave the house and you are by yourself. Yes, and I feel everybody needs to live by themselves for how for a certain amount of time. So that way you can just at least know what it feels like to have your own and to be by yourself. Copy? Cool. But... That does not mean that you need to be hyper-independent to the point like, bitch, I can do it by myself. I don't need no man. I got this. I, I, I. No. No. So, ha First of all, hashtag soft life. Damsel in distress, baby. Okay, that was episode one. I am not going to sit here and say that I do not need a man. I want and I do desire a counterpart that is equal to me. 
And I don't mean equal because men and women are completely two different beings and we will get into that on another episode. I want a man that knows, babe, you don't need to do that masculine bullshit. I got it. Create. Women are beautiful chaos. That is who we are at our core. Go. Create. Cook. Paint. Write poetry. Do what you want to do. I'm going to go out in this street. And I'm going to work hard so that I can provide the bacon for you to cook when I come home. But I need you to know that when I leave this house, you do not need to worry about a thing. Oh, the refrigerator broke? Call me. By the time you, by the time I get home tonight, we will probably have a new fridge. That is what women need. That is what we yearn for and that is what we deserve. And any woman that tells you that she does not deserve, that she does not desire or yearn for security is bugging out of her ass. She's shipping, she is bugging, and she had, she drank the Kool-Aid. Drank the Kool-Aid. But I digress, and I'm gonna bring it back to my point. We as a community need to do better. We need to stop treating our children like indentured servants. We need to stop treating them like slaves. If you drop something and you have the capabilities of picking it up, like, oh, I eat, it's dead in front of you, pick it up. If it fell in front of your kid, hey, babe, can you pick it up for me? There you go. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Say thank you to your children. Stop thinking that just because you are the parent, you do not have to say thank you. You taught your kids manners, that means you have them too. Stop treating children like they are less than. Stop with this whole mind adage that we've had for so many years of children should be seen and not heard. Yes, there are certain conversations that they shouldn't be a, a part of. That's why they shouldn't be in the room. But if they're in the room, I need y'all to stop treating kids like a second-class citizen. Because they're not. They are listening to every single thing and they are watching every single move that we make. They are fucking sponges. Sponges! So all the times that they hear you arguing, cussing, fussing, fighting, they, they watch you problem solve. They watch how you cook. They watch how you clean. They watch how you do everything. You need to stop treating these children like they are nothing. They are everything. They are our future. They are going to lead the way. They are going to remember everything. Every little thing. So don't be surprised if when you're 82 and you need your kids to take care of you and they say, nah, fuck you, you did that. You caused all of it. Just saying. Think about it. <laughs>